Hello and welcome to the On The Knob pod brought to you by otnsports.co.uk. Make sure you check out otnsports.co.uk for your best bookmaking offers and tips on racing, football, golf and many more. We are back. We've been away for a, a few weeks, but it's the start of the jump season today. I'm your host, Will Rooney, joined by Henry Gibbs and Darren Butler. Darren, I'm going to come to you first because... Uh, I haven't spoken to you for a while. Everything all right across the the Irish Sea? You coping all right? And have you enjoyed the flat season and now going into the jumps? Yeah, all good here, Will. Um, yeah, enjoy the flat season as much as um, I always feel the flat season just, just seems to be a bit longer than uh, for me than the jump season because I'd be much more of a jump fan. But uh, yeah, certainly enjoyed uh, some of the big meetings in the flat and. The good news over this side of the water is that we can start uh, attending race meetings in uh, in any numbers now, which is good news. That comes from Friday. So looking forward to getting back on the track as well. That is very good news. And Henry, you'll be back at, uh, at Aintree on Sunday, won't you, for your wrong chase, which we'll be previewing a little bit later. Yeah, I can't wait. I feel like I haven't been to Aintree for a lifetime. It's been many years now, so... Even though it's just the Arlo drone chase me, and it's going to feel like Ladies' Day, I think. <laughs> Countryside Day, so you can get your, uh, your nice picture with the Falcon there, uh, <laughs> the Avon offer there. Well, first, before Angel Lads, we've got, uh, we've got the return of, of Cheltenham, we've got the showcase meeting, uh, which it really, it, you feel like the, the jump season's uh, really getting started now after after Chepstow, but um, we're going to we're gonna preview Friday and Saturday at, at Presby Park, and the first race we're going to preview is the, the 305, is the 8-8 Sport, what's your thinking, novices hurdle, um, six runners in this lads, uh, seven, eight I beg your pardon now, after Dex have come out, and it looks a fairly competitive affair, doesn't it Darren, and, and Gordon Elliott's got the favourite in, in Calagogo, 7-2, to two. Uh, Dragon Bones for Ian Williams, 4-1, to one. so a, a fairly open bet and heat you'd say. Yeah, definitely. As as a lot of the races are at the meeting, which which is great for a punter side. Uh, as you say, Gordon has uh, the favourite here, and he has a number of uh, coming over for the meeting. And I seen it reported during the week that he uh, he feels like this is a meeting that he targets, and he can start the season off. Um, and he's he's notoriously uh, good at getting winners at the early start of the season, uh, getting leads in in trainers titles and that so uh yeah i'm i'm not going to be very popular by uh tipping up his one here calagogo um i i, I think it, it looks an obvious one to be honest with you it's one on good ground and and at the moment the, the ground is forecast for good um on friday but we know that can change it's one over the distance um and, and it's it's a typical gordonelia horse who's fifth from summer jumping he, he often has these horses that come out at the start of the season and they can roll. They can roll off a number of wins um, following the, the summer jumping, and he just looks the type that could do it. Um, and yeah, as I said, Gordon has a great record of picking up uh, early price uh, season prize money as well with this type of horse. Um, I, I'm also what kind of caught me eye as well, not in a positive way, was um, David Pipes runner Sarah Delac, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I, I can't have him at like seven to two, four to one um, against Calagogo. Um, I just, I just think his form has has been over fences. Um, he's unseated and fell last two runs over fences. Um, and I'm more thinking they'd be happy for him to come out here over hurdles and have a clear round, get his confidence back. David Pipe is the man that can pull something like this off, and it wouldn't be a surprise because of who he is. But um, I mean, I think we have to go back to 2017, the last time he's won a hurdle race. 
so I certainly have the two of them at the top of the bed and I'd be very keen on Calagogo if possibly close enough to, to, to me best bet of the weekend. Just just on uh, Gordon Elliott, Darren, because obviously this is the first real high-profile meeting he's, he's back trainer after mm-hmm. his ban um, that happens just before the Cheltenham Festival. Over over in the IRC, what's the, been the reception towards Gordon Elliott since he's had his licence back and how do you think he'll be received over this in this side of water? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how, how it'll work out uh, over in the UK, uh, but here it's just, it's it's really just uh, really gone business as usual for him. Um, I think like it's, a, it, you know, it's an old story. Everyone would like to think that there's lessons learned from, from him and from many others within uh, the, the racing world uh, over here. But yeah, th- there's very little about it. I mean, at, at the time, I think, you know, a lot of people in racing may have well, you know, kind of had a bit of sympathy for him in terms of how he was treated, and not 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 so much for the the penalty because I think it was it was deserved and he, he done well just getting that it could have been worse. But I think you know he was vilified quite a bit at times, and by all accounts I wouldn't know the man at all, but by all accounts you know he he is uh, he's a good horseman and he uh, you know he he made a mistake and we have to allow people that uh, you know without trying to cancel on them that so i think the racing people would be glad to see him back um i i, I was looking at a stat today that uh, you know um the horses that have run when he was out for uh, denise foster didn't seem to have uh, you know the the form or the wins that uh, as soon as he came back horses were turning around and that so uh, you know, I, I kind of felt that maybe she, you know, the, the well-run machine, she would have just continued it on and that. But obviously, there's something there uh, for when he's when he's there and he, he's in the stable and that. So yeah, look, uh, hopefully it's a lesson learned and uh, we'd be able to move on from it and not see anything like that again from anybody. Henry, anything to add from you? And there uh, gives you selection after that. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's great to see Elliot back. He's He's served his time now and uh, there's no doubt he's a genius trainer and I was quite interested to see how how the horses had run during these first couple of months during his return but um, you can see with it with the strike rate over uh, the last couple of months it's it's above 20% which is obviously what you'd expect and um, I'm sure he's going to have plenty of well-handicapped horses throughout the season, uh, given how some of them may have ran towards the back end of last season. So, um, yeah, it's good to see him back. And I think he's, he's Caligogo, Darren's right, certainly a worthy favourite in, in this race. Uh, in terms of selection, I've gone elsewhere just from a price perspective. Um, the one I've landed on here is on a gathering storm for, uh, for Fergal O'Brien. Um Consistent horse since Duran under rules, never being out the top three, um, progressing well. And then last time out, stepped up to three miles for the first time out at Aintree, to be fair, my local track. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, he didn't beat much on the day, but it was his most impressive performance. He won by 11 lengths there, and he seems to really relish and step up to three miles. And I do think this even stiffer test that he'll get at Cheltenham will, will, will shoot him even more. Um, I just I just think Fergal O'Brien is similar to Gordon Elliott. He's certainly a trainer to follow at the start of the season. Um, he's also seemed to always run well at these early Cheltenham meetings. And um, just from a price perspective, I think he's a bit of value at around 13 to 2, 7 to 1. 
Yeah, both times he's ran on good ground, he's won. And um, I know there is forecast for a few showers in the area, but it's still good ground at the moment. And we know Cheltenham dries out well. So um, I think if you get the eight runners, he's definitely a good each way selection in this one. Superb stuff, Henry. Well, Henry, I'm going to stick to you in the next race, uh, which is the free force, the ACSH Sport Novices Limited Handicap Chase, because your favourite horse in the entire national hunt training operation, Danny Kerwin, runs here. Um, are you going to be backing him after your uh, famous or infamous tip in the Aintree bumper a few years? Yeah, um, I think he, he was certainly... Up. I was my favourite horse. I don't think he's done anything over the last few years to um, enhance that, uh, unfortunately. But I am happy to give him a chance in this race, to be honest. Um, I've always thought that he, he was going to be a, a, a better chaser. I think Nichols has said the same thing himself. And it, it's, not the, it's not the deepest of, of races, is it? We've got five runners and... Um, like, even on last season's form with Danny Kerwin, I, I know it was a slightly underwhelming season, but the level of races he was running in, um, albeit he, he, was, he was fairly beaten a lot of the time, they were a lot better than what he's going to be running in here on, on Friday. Um, I think it's interesting that he's had a first-time wind operation, so I don't know if there was something maybe niggling him there because he seemed to be travelling well in his races, but his finishing effort was often pretty tame so um, he's now an eight year old hopefully um, touch with he, he can stay injury free and I just think this is probably an ideal starting place for him two and a half miles which is his optimum trip in my opinion and again there's not there's not a lot to beat in this so I'm sure connections will be hopeful of a big run and um, hopefully he can finally put that promise from, from his bumper um, to good use a few years later Darren, do you think that Danny Kerwin can finally fulfil his early potential or be looking elsewhere in this race, favour the, the favourite for Dan Skelton 9 to 4? Yeah, well, the, the, there's, there's not enough races left in Danny Kerwin's career for me to get losses back. So uh, I definitely won't be uh, jumping off any more clips with that guy. Um, but yeah, as Henry says, maybe chasing will be his game. Um, I know at the very uh, originally they really fancied him um, as a top class hurdler, but how many have gone down that road and and, and changed over uh, over defenses? I I need to be uh, I need to see him win more than once over fences to be convinced. To be honest with you, um, it, yeah. Again, favor for the skeletons. Um, you know he has he, he he has a novice chase win uh, two weeks ago. He's fit. Um, you know he was a decent hurdler, uh, winning five last year. And uh, he was beaten uh, only six lengths by the shunter, which is pretty good uh, form. He does have to, he does have top weight, but there's a reason for it. He does have that bit of form. He does have fitness on his side. Um, and I just think you know today could, uh, Friday could be his day. Um, you know I really need to be convinced on Danny Kerwin. I I really want that horse to do well, but uh, I'll, I'll take a back seat. And I'd be if I'm going to have a bet, it's definitely for the favourite. It was favour for the skeletons. Brilliant stuff, Darren. Well, the last race on Friday that we're going to preview is the 445s, the Abu Dhabi Digital Exchange Handicap Hurdle. And Darren, for me, looking at the bet, and St. Sonus went off second favourite for the for the Paddy Power last season. Uh, eight to one here. Am I going to be a fool to back him, do you think? Or do you think I've got a little shout there? 
just on mute, Darren. Sorry, lads. Um, yeah, you could certainly make a case uh, for a number of them there. And, uh, and I suppose the betting does show that with five five to one the field. Uh, yeah, I would have thought St. Sonnet would have been up there, uh, you know, uh, closer to favourite. But um, I suppose he is he is up behind the weights. Um, yeah, first, first time back out again. I'm not quite sure. One that I did fall on was John McConnell's uh, down the bottom, uh, Mullingmore Wave. And now this is doubly entered over the weekend. Um, so we might find that it's actually both horses that I picked out in this race. Um, I only realised afterwards because I thought I'd definitely get a run out. One of them, both of them are uh, double entered. So I just need to be careful. But yeah, John McConnell, uh, he has been at a low weight of 10th too. I was looking at the other race and I do think this would be probably the one they might go for. Uh, great form in July with two wins. Another summer uh, jumper that, that has some wins uh, to his name. Uh, you know he should be right just right now has one on the on good ground um, and Brian Hayes who has been his regular jockey travels over uh, taking the ride and I think at 11 to 2 it's a price worth having having a bet with um, certainly if he runs in this race you know uh, to be honest with you we've run to need a race I, I'd, I, I like the look of him uh, Cool Cody um, is another one that, that caught the eye um, and he could actually be uh favourite on the day um, but it's his first race uh, the season after 191 days off the track uh, so you're, you're kind of have to go back to February 2020 for his last world run and 2017 for his last win so I'm just not quite sure um, I'm just not quite sure he's also actually entered in the old run which we're going to discuss later on as well I think um, but for me Mulligmore Wave would be would be the bet if you can get anything around 11-2 with a bit of luck he might, he might drift on the day Henry it's an open affair isn't it have you got anything that you really fancy or are you a little bit tentative well I think you've seen my notes before um, before we started here well because it, it was Saint Sonic for me um, based on what, what you were saying really he was well fancied wasn't he for the Paddy Power he was he was like, I think a lot of it was down to his run in the um, in the marsh at Cheltenham where he travelled into the race, finished seventh on that day. But the, I think a lot of people were would have the mindset going back into a handicap um, that he'd obviously run a big one. He was he was off one four seven for that Paddy Power and he was punted. Like the connections really fancied him to go well, um, and I just think. In a handicap such as that, it, it can be difficult for horses to get into a rhythm if they're not used to it. And I, I just think he was found out. He obviously fell in the end, but he was beaten at the time. Um, obviously he ran his. He, he has been disappointing, but he ran his best race that he's since the marsh last time out at air, uh, back in back over hurdles where he finished third that day. Um, that was off 140 and he's been dropped a pound and obviously he's had a nice break since and I just think he's probably a win-only selection because he'll probably either win pretty handsomely or again he'll probably be well beaten so I just think like you said that the price is available he's got to be worth um, a few pounds based on the promise that um, he had he had shown previously and, and how strongly connections think of him. Um, with Cool Cody, I darren touched on um, him. I don't know if maybe this is just to blow the cobwebs away with him, obviously running over hurdles because he's a much better chaser. So I'm sure there's a few big handicaps at Cheltenham. They'll be looking um, 
to to line up in. So I don't know. This is just to blow the cobwebs away. But if they let him get loose on the front, then again he could prove tough to catch. But uh, it'll be small selections, but it would be Saints on it for me. Completely agree with you, Henry. Completely agree. Right. Well, rattle through a couple of the races on the Saturday, lads. There's um, there's no declarations out yet, so it's a little bit of a bit of guesswork. But we will uh, we'll do our best to come up with what we fancy. And the first race we're going to preview is the two fifty five, which is the Madison Holden Hill for four year olds. And there's a couple of interesting entries here in the Henry. Um, Zana here obviously went off favourite for the Triumph Hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival in March, finished fourth and. Tritonic for, for Alan King finished fifth. Um, do you see either of those running and it and if he did have a head to head battle, who would you fancy? Yeah, I think I, I've got a sneaky feeling Zana here won't run. I think I read in Gordon Elliott's stable tour, unless he's changed his mind since that. You you didn't mention that he was going to be starting here, it was it was somewhere else, somewhere over in Ireland. So I, I'd be surprised if he does line up, but yeah, unless they've had a change of heart, I don't know. Um, but I, to be honest, I think this is if he doesn't show up, it's just a penalty kick for Tritonic. Um, he, he was the most impressive juvenile on this side of the of the waters last season, wasn't he? He was pretty well fancied for the triumphs by a lot of people and slightly underwhelmed and finished fifth on the day. But you, you think even that form is, is certainly strong enough to kick this lot out the way. Um, Stephanie Causeway is one that is jocked up for the skeletons. But he's being hammered by Tritonic um, at the start of the year at Ashdock, eating 34 lengths. I know things can change, but um, I think with Skeletons, they have started the, the season pretty slow. Um, tend to, the strike rate's fairly poor. Um, looking at the last 14 days, two winners out of the last 30 runners, 7%. And I'm sure as the season goes on, that's only going to improve. I think they're. Um, a lot of his horses are going to be needing a run and this may well be the case with him. If he does go off like a cat, it'll probably only help Tritonic anyway. So, like I said, it's probably going to be a no-bet race because Tritonic's going to be a sure price favourite if Zana here doesn't run, but you'd be shocked if he got beat. You can care with that, Alan. Don't you see Gordon Elliott bringing Zana here over? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, I was hoping that he will, um, but, but listen to Henry there and now I didn't listen to the... Uh, the stable tour, but certainly I, w- I, w- I was hoping he would because it would have been a great cracking race, even if it was just a matchup. If he does, if he does run, I, I fancy him to uh, confirm the triumphal placements with Tritonic. Um, and I mean, they went over the flat with Tritonic there the last couple of races, and he didn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't pulling up any sticks really. But um, I, I would certainly take 13 to 8 Santa here if I could get it against 6 for Tritonic, but. If Santa here doesn't turn up, it, 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 it just has to stay in its feet. And I think it's tri- Tritonic's race. Yeah, I can't have uh, I can't have any of the others really. As Henry said, uh, Tritonic beat um, Stephanie Cruz and Torture Four Lengths, and uh, I can't see see that see that getting any closer to him. So it'd be Tritonic for me if Santa here doesn't turn up. Well, it might be a short field in that race, but hopefully the 330 isn't, which is the ACH Sports Handicap Chase. One last year by Rouge Viff, who was, was so impressive and absolutely romped home, didn't he? Uh, this season, this season's renewal might be a little bit more competitive, Darren. We've got Sky Pilot, who, who won the Grand Annual at the Cheltenham Festival, topping the weights at this moment. Do you think Sky Pilot's got the class to, to, to go and back his, his Cheltenham Festival win, or would you be looking elsewhere? 
Um, yeah, I think I, I think there's every chance he could do. Um, I, I had a look at this race uh, from a value point of view uh, for for a bet, uh, thinking Sky Pirate being top weight and um, you know fourth race up. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if he is a good horse in a handicap, and uh, he, he you know it certainly wouldn't be surprised if he wins. Uh, two that I, I looked at um, again because of of uh, not quite sure of entries and that. Um, one of them is up there with Danny Kieran for me as another cliff horse was Mengli Khan. Um, you'd have to forgive pretty much the whole of 2020 when he moved from Gordon Elliott to Nicky uh, Henderson's. Um, but before that, I mean, he he, he was pretty decent. Uh, he has great, great one hurdle wins to his name. Um, and just maybe after a year in Henderson's yard that he might have settled down. At 20 to 1, he could be a good each way show. Um, and the, the other one that I just touched on was Bataiva. Um, I think uh, this one at 16 to 1, uh, you know, could, uh, has two wins on the bounce. And uh, uh, Leap Away did beat him last time out. So you're taking a chance that maybe something was amiss there. Trainers in good form, as Henry said, Fergal O'Brien at the moment has 60% re- record at the moment. And Bataiva uh, is only a seven-year-old, so there's improvement uh, to come this year, I'd like to think. But as you say, Sky Pirate looks uh, certainly looks a worthy favourite, um, but I just went for a bit of value. haven't haven't looked at uh, a few favourites earlier on. I just thought maybe a little bit each way value with either Mengli Khan or Bataiva for me. Henry, I know that you were really impressed by Rouge Vith this time last season. There's nothing of that ilk really in the races to this time. I don't know. You know, well, like, Rouge when he got his ground, was obviously top horse. But I think Sky Pirates is a similar type, to be honest. I, I do think he is better than a handicapper. Um, obviously, won the Grand Annual off one five two, where there's so many horses that are plotted for that that race. And they were debating going for the Arco with him, and I don't think he would have been out of his depth in a, in a race of that nature. And um, again, he, he's going to get two miles on on fairly quick ground you'd hope again here which will be right up his street Nick Schofield will probably sit mid-div with him and I'm sure strong pace he'll come there and I think he'll just come there on the bridle again like he has done in a few of his wins last season and I don't think there's anything in this race where connections will be will be scared of there doesn't seem to be anything lurking at the bottom of the handicap to me which which could improve um, bundles from last season I just think he, he's still improving Sky Pirates himself. I know he's eight now, but um, it seemed to all click for him last season when they dropped down to this two-mile trip. So I think four to one's fair, given that he's he's jocked up and looks a guaranteed runner. Sky Pirates, the favourite for Henry. Then, right, lads, I've, um, I've, I've uh, scooched you over a little bit because the last race we're going to preview is the 405, the Potemps Network Handicap Hill. I didn't realise there was 29 enters with no deck, so I do apologise in advance. So, Henry, any intensive selections? I'm sure you haven't got a strong fancy at this stage, so if there's any couple that you might say if they run, I'd have a couple of quiz on them. If you want to bet, then so be it. Yeah, um, like you said, it's probably best waiting on uh, we don't know how many of these are, are, are going to be trying um, on, on this particular day, but I think it's interesting that Jessica Harrington may be sending Edison Kent over. Um, that's one that's jocked up with John Joe Neal Jr. on. 
um, to host that's obviously had plenty of runs over the summer so we'll have fitness on his side um, and I just thought the run last time out at Narbonne was his best one yet and he runs off 10 stone 7 here which is a lovely racing weight and I just think a double figure odds at this stage if, if, if Jessica Harrington does send Edison Kent over that, that, that might be worth a second glance and Darren, anything for you that you uh, you like the look of at this form of stage? Um, yeah, well, again, I just mentioned Mugmore Wave because he has the entry entry in here as well, and uh, pretty much the same as earlier on. If he if he runs here, um, I would like uh, I would certainly be on him each way with the way that he's getting in at. But for me, the one I picked in the hope that he will get a run is Jordi Deschamps, uh, fifth in his comeback after 113 day break. Um, and he went off favourite, so they were obviously hoping for uh, something good from him. Uh, his jumping wasn't great, but you'd forgive him that if he was a bit rusty uh, coming back. Uh, it was the same grade race as we're getting here, and I think 14 to 1 is uh, a good price each way, and if we get a big field, uh, you know, be worth shopping around for maybe uh, force 5 or even force 6, uh, depending. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult race to, to look at at the moment, um, but that's where I would be looking at the moment, yeah. Jordy Deschamps each way. And Darren, anything else on Saturday either at Cheltenham or elsewhere at Doncaster or Newbury? Um, no, to be honest with you, um, I had a good look and nothing was catching the eye and I didn't want to just pick anything for the sake of it. Um, you know, I, I kind of concentrated on, on on the races that we spoke about uh, purely just to kind of take, take a bit of time with, with some of the fields and that. I know Gordon has one on the Friday um, if I can just find it here that I heard him speak about um, off your Rocco. He's in the first race Friday. Uh, he's pretty poor. He's 11 to 8, so he'd be taking a chance. But he did seem uh, he did seem keen on him. Uh, he's up again a JP horse there. But look, it'd be interesting to see how he runs uh, the first race, to see how his string are. And if he gets him off the mark, uh, it could be a good weekend for him. And Henry, anything for you? Yeah, the on, it's more of the race itself. The 440 on a Saturday has potential to be quite a decent um, novice's chase, to be honest. You've got Does He Know for Bailey, who does done us a lot of favours for the Al podcast around this time last season. Mm. Um, he could be a fairly decent chaser. And you've got the likes of Barbados Books and Oscar Elite, um, who, uh, who I was excited to see go chasing, especially... Um, Oscar Elite, given that he came second in the Albert Bartlett at Cheltenham last season, and then he obviously went to Aintree and, and, and finished a good third. So he brings good three mile novice hailed form from last season to the table. And you know, I'll just be curious to see how that form translates over fences to see if them type of races are worth following throughout the season. Brilliant. Well, lads, we'll wrap up by previewing the three o'clock at Aintree on Sunday, which is the Old Roan Chase, which Henry's going to be live and spectating after he's had a, a, a few pints of £6.50, Carl, and I'm sure that uh, at the track. Henry Nutswell, last year's winner, uh, goes and defends his crown. All mankind for, for Dan Skelton, obviously ran in the Arkle um, last season. He's entered and uh, stepped up and tripped from, from his, his Cheltenham run. A couple of other runners in there that we all know about, like a few still raffles. What do you fancy in the race? It's always a hard one, I find, this race, because you don't know what what horse its proverbial gold cup is today and what's got future plans for the rest of the season. This is a bit of a warm-up. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, especially with it being a handicap chase, it just throws a little bit of a spanner in the works as well, doesn't it? But um, I don't know if there is prices up for this yet, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what price last year's winner was. Not well. Um, won the race last year off mark of one five five, so he's only four pounds higher for it this year. Um, we obviously know he acted the track having won the race last season, and um, he's going to be staying on well. You'd expect all mankind to set a strong pace and not well um is a strong stayer at this two and a half trip. Um he stayed on well to to get up close home last season. So um I haven't had a proper good look at the race, but I, I would be curious to see what price he is because given the connections trained by Anne Hamilton, um he may well sneak under the radar again. He went off a big price last season and I, I'm hopeful with the likes of all mankind, Fusel Raffles likely to be lining up, you might be able to get a, a fairly decent price on on, on Nutswell. So, um, like I said, off one five nine, and certainly see him being at least in the frame. And, and like you touched on yourself, it, you don't know who's going to be targeting this type of race, but you'd expect him to be targeting again if he won it last season. And darling, your selection where um, I'm talking about £6.50 pints of it, yeah, that's uh, the box standard <laughs> over in your neck of the woods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, I, I totally uh, agree with Henry here. I like uh, Nuts Well. I, I went through them and it looks a really competitive race. It looks like a really good um, renewal. And as you say, it is one of those races that, you know, this could be somebody's big day. Uh, but I did like Nuts Well. And just to say, Henry, you can get 11 to 2 um, and 4 to 1 are the two prices that I got today. Uh, look, looking at it. Fair which, enough. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I was expecting lower than four to one myself. So when I say eleven to two, um, you know, you, I, I think it's a great, it, it's a great value. Um, I think obviously all mankind probably gives you that kind of price. Um, with him in the field, but uh, I had a look back today because you know a year ago so much has gone on in racing, and I looked back on the race from last year. Um, and like he was really gutsy. He stayed right to the line under that top weight. And um, I, I, I think it'd be hard to see him uh, be, be, being beaten, or at least he will be thereabouts, uh, 11 to 2. Um, just itchy feet, also got placed in that, and he is getting six pounds from him. And being the younger horse in that, um, uh, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if he gets closer to him as well. Uh, the one thing I would have on itchy feet is he doesn't seem to have that winning habit, he doesn't seem to get his head just in front, uh, but he has run very well. And as I said, you know, he may improve this year. Um, all mankind, I, I I'll wait to see him, see how he does before I'd be looking at uh, investing in him. And um, he obviously was no match for Shiskin in the Arkle. Um, and if he shoots off here in front, he could just set it up for the likes of Nutswell or Itchy Fee coming on. Um, although he do, he will be, he will be fitted all mankind. Um, but I just I'm just not I'm just not convinced on him. So yeah, like Henry, I think Nutswell could could well be the bet the bet here, and this could be his uh, his gold cup again this year. Let's not forget he finished fell second in the Melon Chase as well, which is no mean feat either. Isn't it a great one affair? So I uh, I completely agree with you guys. Right, lads, we'll move on to your best bet and your next best uh, for a lucky 15. Darren, we'll come for you for your selections first. Um, I'll go with Caligogo um, on the Friday as best bet. And next bet, I, um, I'll put in um, the outsider that I picked earlier on, um, Calais Deschamps, Jordi Deschamps. Um, I think he could uh, he could be a decent each way bet if it's an each way bet we're doing. 
And Henry, your best bet and your uh, your next best. Yeah, I think my best bet of the weekend would be Sky Pirates. Like I said, I just think he may be a lot better than this lot and wait, no object. And next bet will probably be nuts well, especially at the price. Darren's just advised there. Um, he's also had the, the run three weeks ago, nuts well, which he's won. So he'll be fit as a flea for this. So they'll be my two best bets this weekend. Brilliant stuff, lads. Well, thanks very much for joining us. You've been listening to the On and Off podcast. Make sure you check out otnsports.co.uk for all your best bookmakers' offers and tips on horse racing, football, golf, and many more. And make sure if you're having a bet this weekend, gamble responsibly and be gamble aware. Join us next time. Goodbye. <laughs>